Hey everyone, it's Jacqueline Melanick. Welcome to Chain Reaction, a show that unpacks and dives deep into the latest trends, drama, and news with some of the biggest names in crypto, breaking things down block by block for the crypto curious. This week we have two guests, Dina Burke and Natasha Hoskins, the co-founders of Boys Club. What is Boys Club, you might ask? Well, the way I like to describe it It's like a social club and DAO with a few other ventures mixed in, like their podcast, parties, trivia nights, which I've attended both, and entertaining Twitter presence mixed in. I think the name is a bit playful because while it's called Boys Club, the mission is to help onboard crypto-curious women and non-binary individuals into Web3. Also, I went on Boys Club earlier this month as a guest on their podcast, so definitely check that out too. Anyways... Dina, Natasha, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. That was Natasha. Thank you so much for having us. And that was Dina. (laughs) This is Dina. Hi. (laughs) This is Natasha. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so I know you too well, but maybe our listeners don't. And I kind of want to just like start from the beginning. Where did the inspiration for Boys Club come from? What about the name? How did you two meet? Like, just give us everything. Sure. So I can start. (laughs) Natasha, please chime in. Oh, I will. I will. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I have been into crypto since 2017. So I was last bull market cycle person, bought at the top of that cycle. And then, yeah, I just fell down the rabbit hole, fell in love with, at first, Bitcoin. And then really, as I started to understand the technology and what was sort of powering this whole movement, just got really excited about what I felt like the technology could do for the things in the communities that I care about. So I, at the time, was working at a company called Indiegogo, which is a crowdfunding company. My background had been in marketing, marketing agencies. And at Indiegogo is where I met Natasha. Yeah, around that time, I was just like, man, I want to go like all chips in on crypto. And so I quit my job and raised some money. And I, I built a startup that was effectively like we built a Bitcoin wallet that was designed very intentionally for teenage girls to give them sort of a safe, well-lit space to have their first experience with crypto, like a low stakes environment. Did that for two years in uh, the bear market. So those of you who remember 2018, 2019, not the funnest time in crypto at all. (laughs) So that's when I was doing my first startup. Couldn't find meaningful traction, couldn't raise my second round of funding. But we'll say that that sort of mission around bringing new people into the space has really continued through to the work with Boys Club. Natasha and I have been friends and business partners for years. And in our relationship dynamic, I had always been like the crypto one. And she was... Not the it, crypto That's one. cool for you. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> you got her into it though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. She wore me down. She wore me down. <laughs> Over time. That's how it works. <laughs> but yeah, that's really where it was 2021, I suppose, mm-hmm. when really crypto started seeping into corners of Natasha's world that all of a sudden she was like, oh, wait a second here. Like there's things like Friends with Benefits that are social clubs. It's hitting on fashion and art with NFTs. And that really made it come alive to her. And so the Inspiration Boys Club was like, how do we have this conversation or how do we expose these areas of crypto to more people, in particular women, so that they can sort of find the opportunity for themselves in this space? And Mm -hmm. that's kind of where it started. But I'm sure, Natasha, there's more context to add. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, that's absolutely what happened. It was starting to rub up against the things that I cared about and was interested in and started to come to the surface in a lot of my social settings in New York. And I had this experience of, oh, this weird niche like finance thing that Dina won't shut up about is everywhere all of a sudden. And it 
had a new sort of cultural angle and application that was really interesting to me. And so finally I was like, okay, sell me, (laughs) give me all (laughs) the goods. Like, let's do this. We had sort of an onboarding session and sat down and for three hours sort of went on to crypto Twitter and open discord and started to look at all these decks around DAOs. And Mm -hmm. it was an aha moment for me around the application of Ethereum or of blockchain as very much this tool that you could decide what you wanted to do with and not just this vehicle for finance or investment. And the social moment between us sort of sitting down and having a trusted person that I knew or even just having someone who has similar interests to me and can sort of speak my language and translate it in a way that I felt I could understand and was coherent and I could participate in felt really important. So that's sort of the origin of where we felt like, okay, there's a lot of our friends, a very smart, capable women sort of sitting on the sidelines of what's happening, especially in the last bull market where they're sort of looking and peeking in, but not finding their access point and wanted to provide an access point for them. So started with events and that's always been sort of the heartbeat of Boys Club and it sort of snowballed from there, but that's how it all began. All right, there we go. Speaking of events, you two were at ETHCC in Paris last week. I was not. I'm jealous. We missed you. We missed you. Oh, you guys, please. (laughs) Uh, What was that like? What was the takeaway? And also, how was the Anon Ball? And for those who don't know what the Anon Ball is, it was Boys Club's event. And basically, Boys Club throws these like cool, eccentric, swanky parties. Like people dress up. They post like these awesome pictures. And it's just different from like that typical bro-y crypto party culture we got. So <laughs> if you can ever get to a boys club party at a crypto conference, go. Thank you but, for, yeah. for the rec <laughs> for people. That's so nice. ECC was really great. We go to a lot of crypto conferences. We do a lot of programming and side events and parties at conferences. And so I feel like we get a lot of exposure to sort of conversations at these moments in the crypto industry. And there's times where I leave and I feel sort of discouraged or just feel like, wow, it's just the same people talking to each other. That can feel, yeah, disheartening. And this conference had a very different feel. It was really inspiring to be around so many founders and builders and investors who are really starting to think about what the next cycle is going to look like, how consumers are engaging in these technologies, how to have utility outside of sort of what we saw in the last bull market and bull run. So it was really inspiring and had a really good feel just in terms of how people were connecting and the different types of sort of side events and programming that we sat in on or that we were speaking at. And so for me, it was a really inspiring time. I think there's a lot of cool takeaways that I'm sure we'll talk about, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely felt like a very impactful time for people. And I think also because it's in Europe, there's a very different crowd. There's a lot of Europeans. It's a very global event. That also brings a really nice additional layer to what people are talking about and building. Yeah, that was, it was great. Awesome. Dina, you feel the same way? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, there was a fresh energy present in Paris that having gone to crypto conferences, especially over the last year, it's been tough at times. And I think that there's a real pull towards realistic and grounded real world use cases for this technology in a way that, yeah, I just haven't seen as potently recently. So it was great. We had, for the first time, like Natasha mentioned, we started with events and 
the events that we were throwing at first for Boys Club, like it was high peak bull market, uh, the last bull market cycle. And so there's a, a lot of attention, a lot of energy, like a lot mm-hmm. of people that would come around Boys Club. And then that dynamic has sort of evolved and changed as we've been sort of in this bear market cycle of the past year and a half or year, whatever it is. And I will say for the first time, we had people coming into Boys Club events that were not working in crypto. So there was like a dancer who like really likes Boys Club. She doesn't work in crypto. She's kind of curious. And she's like, just comes to network and hang out and learn and like meet people. And there was like 10 other people that we met that were sort of of that similar, like don't work in crypto. And I think we haven't seen that for a year really, where for the past year, it's been people who are like super in crypto, like here networking, like digging their heels in during this kind of down market cycle. And yeah, there's like, it shifted again. Yeah. So I don't know, a signal of some sort. Uh, but it was, yeah, really, really heartening. Yeah, I think honestly, during bear markets, the people who enter the space or stay in the space are the most dedicated because it's not totally. fun to be here. <laughs> like, okay, no. it is fun, but it's not. You know what I mean? Totally. And it's like everything is not the crazy bull market parties and everyone, all tokens go up. And like, you know, for me, like I cover the space. I'm not really allowed to invest in it. So it's a little different, but still like the energy is different. People are a little more like serious or it's like people who are genuinely passionate. And I think both sides are a beautiful thing. I wanted to ask Dina this first and then Natasha, I have another question for you. What are some trends or projects that you're excited about? You've been in this space for so many years how has that kind of shifted and what are you focusing on today? And then Natasha, we got a special question for you great, too, so great. don't worry. <laughs> great question. I think both Natasha and I, I will speak for her. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> We're really interested in consumer crypto applications. That's really where our heart is. And that's what we personally have a, a lot of energy around. So I think when it comes to consumer crypto Outside of gaming. So that's not really what we know a ton about. But I think particularly when it comes to the world of fashion and physical products, I think there's a lot of really interesting things that are being done. There's the company IYK that does NFC chips in like physical clothing that unlocks like a completely different relationship to the physical goods that you're buying that really enhances it and maybe not only gives you some sort of digital collectible, but also unlocks access for a concert or some other like IRL experience. Really sort of doing a lot of work to create like a really novel and new experience for consumers that adds value. That's the type of thing that we're really excited about. I think we're particularly like interested in how that gets applied in a luxury market. So I think that an NFC chip in your Zara pants, like me, <laughs> to like unlock a, a new experience for consumers. Yeah, like I could have the pants online too. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're in the digital world. But, yeah, <laughs> right. But like maybe in you know a luxury handbag, like that feels really new and really special. And so I think that that's what we pay a lot of attention to. And I think that we're starting to see a lot more of, especially as we're like thinking about NFTs, thinking about new utility and like sort of entering this new era of what that means for consumers. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And we actually did talk about this on your podcast. So if other people listen to that too, you will know that I feel the same way. And you kind of talked about how it's interesting to see the people in the bear market right now. And I usually start episodes with this, but I threw it in later this time. So Natasha, I want you to tell me about one of the most interesting people in crypto you've met or talked to in the past 12 months. Ooh. And what did you learn from them? 
like a shout out. Great. I love a shout out <laughs> moment. There's a few people that come to mind. The first person that comes to mind is Latasha. We're such huge fans of hers. She is a artist, rapper, creator, musician, and she is incredible. And one of the things that I think a lot of people can learn and sort of take the blueprint in many ways of what she's done is she's not talking about Web3 or crypto or tokens or NFTs as her Mm -hmm. medium. She has all of these other things that she shows up in spaces and in the digital world and in her music as herself as an artist. And then she's utilizing sort of the stack and the tool set that crypto enables or Web3 enables to engage with her fans and her community. And I think it's a beautiful use case of what creators can do in the future of looking at these things and trying to find applications that amplify and make their work more interesting. And so I'm really, really inspired by the way that she's approached it. I hope that that continues to gain more traction for her and for other artists. And I think she's a real leader in that space. Another person that comes to mind is Alice, the founder of Psyche. Psyche is a few different things, but primarily they're thinking about digital fashion. I am still like on the fence of what it means to make digital fashion and wear digital fashion, but I think Mm -hmm. that will continue to evolve and having someone like her who comes from Burberry and Ralph Lauren and deep heritage brands thinking about what does the future of fashion look like? Is that on chain? How does that show up in our digital lives and digital personalities? And I am really excited when people from consumer or from luxury or from, you know, heritage fashion brands are coming into the space and thinking about it because I think they provide a completely different way of looking at the tool set that we have. So those would be two people that come to mind for me and what inspires me about the work that they're doing and how they're thinking about applications for this technology. Cool. I love that. Dina, is there anything you want to add? I know I asked Natasha, but I see you smiling. So I want to like give you the opportunity. Yeah, just huge Latasha fan. And <laughs> the podcast that um just dropping a, a podcast link here, Blake Finucan, who does another Boys Club podcast, she interviewed Alice De La Hunt from Psyche. And it's a really fascinating, yeah, listen, I suppose. In addition to what Natasha said, I think what, what's really exciting about folks like that coming into the space is that they're coming from the lens of like, what's an existing behavior or thing that people love and that people already love? And how do we enhance that with crypto versus like trying to build a new behavior Mm -hmm. that is with crypto? And I think that, yeah, the former is just like a lot more promising when we're taking things that people are already doing and things that people already love and figuring out how to improve them, make them 10x better by using this sort of stack versus trying to be like, okay, how do we... Create something new, yeah. Sell let's more just, PFPs. Yeah, let's just <laughs> capitalize on the things that people love the most. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. All right, and with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into the rapid fire questions. Woo! Okay, we're back now, and we're going to do the rapid fire segment. Natasha and Dina, this is basically where I ask you some questions. You reply with one word answers. You'll get it. You two are smart. Great, great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. To start, should we call them NFTs or digital collectibles? Digital collectibles. It's tainted. NFT has gotten too tainted. (laughs) I do think NFT is toxic at this point, but... There's a contrarian take where it's like not shying away from the technology is, I don't know, maybe something that we should be considering or thinking about. But yeah, I I am team digital asset, though. All right. And you guys don't need to agree. 
This was a perfect That's, example. We don't know. <laughs> go. Good, good. We did. Just a heads up. All right. What's your least favorite term in crypto? Mine is sharding. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, least favorite. Like, what's a term you just can't stand? Oh, there's so many that I love or I've grown to love. Uh, This is going to be a spicy take, but I am pretty triggered by the overuse of the word community, Mm. especially when it's used in cases where it's not a community. (laughs) It's like a monetized audience or it's like a brand following or there's, you know, many different instances of when people are using the word community when it's not a community. But yeah, I think I think it's community for me. I am starting to get really triggered by people talking about ownership when we're finding that to be maybe impossible to do in the regulatory environment of the United States. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to have to find some new language, us included, to talk about how we want to have aligned incentives and how to work together as a community and how to bring people in and incentivize them, which is all what we want to do, or for many of us, what we want to do. But it's becoming more and more difficult for that to be a reality. And we got to evolve some of our language around how we talk about ownership. You guys gave real responses. I just didn't like the sound of the word (laughs) sharding. No, it's all right. You guys will do well with the next one. Ready? Barbie or Oppenheimer? <laughs> oh, Barbie. We got to go Barbie. Barbie. I know. You guys are actually <laughs> we doing have a, a screening Barbie tonight. Yeah. We did a yeah. theater buyout. Are you coming? <laughs> uh, I didn't get on the RSVP in time. Oh. And I'm going no. with my well, mom. We can, to see we can Barbie. do something about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh fun. That's good. All right. Centralized exchanges or decentralized exchanges? Um. <laughs> We're conflicted in this answer. We love Kraken. We love Kraken so much. So centralized exchanges. Yeah. Kraken specifically. Also, I think about a lot of my friends who we've onboarded into the space. We're just people in Boys Club. Yeah. And a centralized exchange is a very warm and cozy spot for people to land and to figure things out. So I am pro centralized exchange. It's like chocolate and vanilla ice cream, you know? You could like exactly both. the purists will hate that answer, but I, <laughs> I, I, I don't care. <laughs> Let's say you're hosting another trivia night. What is your team name? Oh, wow. okay. Well, I <laughs> am just going to borrow from another team name. I'm so sorry because it was so good, and I haven't stopped. I've it comes up in my mind sometimes, <laughs> and I'm like, that was so good. So right after Apple announced their Vision Pro, <laughs> I'm blanking on the full name, but the Vision Pro. Goggles. The glasses things. Yeah. The glasses. Yeah. <laughs> it was that same week. And someone's team name was Let Tim Cook. Oh, so that's good. wonderful. <laughs> really fire. <laughs> I'm on that team too. I can't come up with something better. <laughs> okay. Going off that, what is the most desired swag from Boys Club? I have a gua sha from you guys that I actually use almost every day. So, Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. I want it. Nice. <laughs> the Boys Club Daddy's hat is mm. definitely the thing that folks want all the time. Mm-hmm. That's an iconic mm-hmm. a- iconic piece. All right. Aside from Boys Club, what crypto company do you think has the best branding? Oh, great question. Like you want their swag. <laughs> One of my favorite things about working in crypto is the chaos that is allowed <laughs> within a brand. And I am like a brand community person that's sort of always been what I've worked in. And so usually you're like so rigid in how your brand can show up. So it's been so fun because this is just like total chaos in crypto and Web3. So brands that are doing that are really appealing to me. I think 
the Mad Realities brand is pretty chaotic and all over the map and they do stuff that I'm like, okay, this is surprising or (laughs) a little shocking. So I really respect that from them. We had Mad Realities on the pod last year, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. They're doing really fun stuff. I'm going to do a self-shill, which is (laughs) that I think that the Cello brand, which I helped shepherd it through, is (laughs) honestly one of the coolest ones that's out there. Awesome. All right. And lastly, do you think groups like Boys Club are or aren't welcomed in male-dominated spaces like crypto? Yes or no? And we'll get into it. Um, hmm. (laughs) Kind of. I think that they are. I wonder if they are for the right reasons. Mm. There's definitely a group of amazing people who work in this industry who are so excited and supportive about more people that have fresh perspective or a different perspective coming into the space and showing up and evolving the industry in a way that they all want to see. There's also just like a lot of dudes on the wait list who are pretty excited about more women being at parties. And so it's a mixed, it's a mixed (laughs) bag for sure. But I Mm -hmm. would say I'm more often pleasantly surprised by the reception than having like a negative experience for me personally. Yeah, I think overall, yes. What I'd like to see is groups like Boys Club, and not just us, but others, like mm-hmm. being taken more seriously. I think like we're welcome and people love to see us at crypto conferences, but I don't know that we're, I don't know. I just, I don't know that we're like, no, I totally get it. In the same arena as, as some of these other, you know what no, I mean? No, I get it. Especially, and I don't like playing the woman card, but as a woman in the crypto industry, like I sometimes feel like I'm taken a little less seriously. Just because, you know, the rooms are filled with mostly men and it is what it is currently. But I think having groups like this and having these conversations kind of opens up that door. And going off of that, we're out of the rapid fire round. So you guys could give real responses (laughs) if you want, even though you guys were giving real responses. I know we kind of broke the rules. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys, you didn't really follow the rules, but there's no penalties. So it's fine. Uh, Do you feel like since launching Boys Club? The onboarding of women and non-binary individuals has gotten better across the board or no? Like outside of Boys Club. And when you look at the whole industry, you attend these conferences, you go to these parties, networking events, whatever it may be. I think we have a really skewed view. So mm. I don't know that, yeah, we, we have like a clear and objective view of that. Right. Because mostly, first of all, all we do, Natasha and I, like hang out in the space in and around boys club. So we just hang out in discord and it's (laughs) 95% women. And like, Mm -hmm. and that's just the world that we know now of crypto and we go to our meetups and whatever. And it's like, it's just that type of environment. And so it was actually really jarring. We went to, when we were in ECC, we had an on ball one night and then the next night, Natasha and I were like, okay, let's go out and like do some networking at some other people's events. And we went to like a classic crypto bro Mm -hmm. party no name dropping, huh? You know, no, no name <laughs> no, dropping. No. Like 98% dudes. <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. 98% of like the same type of dude, which is fine. And totally, it's yeah. like, it's actually no shade on that. It's just like... That's the reality. What it made present for me is, man, we are in a little bubble mm-hmm. of Boys Club. So I actually don't know how it has improved or not. I know that we have incredible people that are in Boys Club. But I also want to clarify that two things. One, we don't really call ourselves a women's group. Mm-hmm. I think that is an important distinction and something that we've kind of evolved into, especially over the past year, is that we're building Boys Club, centering a certain type of voice that is unapologetically female. 
but that we really welcome anyone who is like excited about that type of voice and who wants to be in and around that type of like worldview. So I think that's just one thing that I would put into the conversation. Like we don't ever want to be in the business of policing anyone's gender. Anyone is welcome to come to our parties. Like we just center a certain type of experience for people. And I think Mm -hmm. that that, yeah, is something that we've, we've learned about how we talk about boys club recently that I think is important to put in. I would totally agree. My experience is completely skewed. And I never was even in crypto prior to starting Boys Club. My whole experience of crypto has been in and around Boys Club. So I would definitely agree with that. I think that we have found that people feel a real sense of belonging and feel that they can show up as their full selves within Boys Club and consequentially within this industry. And that's really important. And I think Mm -hmm. that having space for that feels worth doing and worth working on. We can do that and also do a bunch of other things. And I think that's what can get lost in the conversation with people in the industry where we're not just one thing. And that's also sort of the whole point of Boys Club is that you contain multitudes and people contain multitudes. And the dudes at the party, they contain multitudes as well. Like, yeah, of course. That whole experience that we had is not true of who all those people are as well. So I think it's so complicated. And as we've been doing this work more and more, it's interesting because I think it's gotten less less clear the way to talk about it and the way to embrace people and have it be a conversation that feels open to many people, but also providing a certain type of place for a certain type of woman. It definitely feels like a balancing act sometimes. And I think to Dina's point, really wanting to be taken seriously as a business and as a commercial opportunity on top of also building this space where people can show up as themselves. No, definitely. And I also want to point out that most of Chain Reaction listeners are men. And that's not a problem at all. Like this industry is very male dominated. And every time I go to a crypto conference and I see the women's bathroom line getting longer and longer, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, (laughs) it's not an awful thing. And we've seen this before in other industries. I don't think it's exclusive to crypto, you know, in tech, computer science, which crypto is heavily made Mm -hmm. up of with developers and all these other industries that are very male dominated. I think there's improvement to be made, but I don't think it's like a pointing fingers situation where we just say like, oh, shame on you. And I think what you guys are doing and other companies or groups is welcoming. I feel pretty welcomed at almost every event I go to, even if it's not women in the room. And I'm sure this is like going to sound like a silly question, But I think it's important to just like hear your answers. And I want to know, like, why is diversifying in the crypto space so crucial, especially as like we're in a time where industry shaping regulations are being put into place and large debates are happening about the future of crypto. I love your opinions on why this even matters. Yeah, it is a simple question, but I think it's an important one. Mm I believe that the people who are in this industry right now, the people who are sort of sitting around the table are in many ways, designing the future that we're all going to be living in, in like three minutes, right? (laughs) It's like before we know it, we're in the metaverse, we're transacting natively with digital assets, you know, forget about what's happening with AI and all these other emerging technologies. But like, this is a, a moment of design where we're shaping it. And I think that for us, 
we think that that future will be a lot more interesting and a lot more fun and a lot more equitable and just if we have a lot of different voices Mm -hmm. sitting around the table right now in this design phase. And so that's really what we're interested in. It's about bringing sort of fresh perspectives in. And it really doesn't have to do with gender necessarily. It's just about bringing people in who have a different lived experience. And we believe very deeply that that will create a richer future for us to all be living in. So it's as simple as that. But I think it's also really crucial as we're making really important decisions today about what all of our worlds are going to look like tomorrow. Yeah, I would second that. I also think coming back to that sense of being able to show up as your full self, I think people have more interesting takes, more thoughtful work and output when they're able to feel comfortable and confident in the way that they're showing up in an industry or at their jobs or in social settings in this environment. And I think that's really important for people to have a sense of being able to be their full selves. And I think Boys Club is one place for a certain type of person where they feel they can do that. It's not for everybody in the sense that there are, I'm sure, many women who show up to boys club events or the experience of boys club, and it's not for them. Mm -hmm. And they don't feel a sense of identity or belonging in boys club. And that's totally appropriate and fine. And I think it's really important that there are many, many different types of places like Boys Club for all types of people to find their people, build a sense of confidence and belonging, and then be able to bring themselves to the work and build something really interesting. And I think without that, it's very difficult to create and be innovative and to bring something new into the world, which I think is what we all want in this industry. So I think it's super important. And I think both the sense of belonging and in this sort of design phase that we're in is even more so important. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to use Dina's least favorite word, but I think community is so important. (laughs) Finding your own community and like where Mm -hmm. you fit in. Because without that, yeah, you'll feel like an outsider. And it's so important to just like get everyone into the space because more voices, the better. My last question for you too, is if you can leave us with a piece of advice for people who want to get into Web3, but don't know where to start or afraid of looking perhaps dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I join Boys Club, honestly. It's just Boys Club. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. No, 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 no. We, we can't do better than no, that. No, well, I knew that answer was coming, <laughs> but <laughs> you, it was a softball, honestly, Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> Other advice, yeah. <laughs> I think that it's a space where you learn by doing. So if you are curious, the best way to experience crypto is to just start digging in and start like start using the products and start experimenting with some of the protocols and dApps and stuff like that. And you learn very quickly, yeah, what you're interested in, sort of where your spot is. So I think, yeah, I would just like do your own research, Mm -hmm. obviously, but to just like (laughs) kind of jump in and start experimenting. Yeah, I think I was going to joke and say, (laughs) just start in the next bull run. (laughs) But... (laughs) No, I think that it's important. Actually, in a bear market, it's a really nice time because it's really quiet and it's really easy in a bear market to get down to what's real and where there's opportunity for you personally, for the industry, for the tech industry at large. And so I think it's actually a really, really good time to start exploring this industry if you have interest in it. And really practically, just start listening to a ton of podcasts, start Mm -hmm following a ton of people on Twitter and you will find your way into where you want to land. Because I think my experience was 
a lot of stuff out there that just wasn't interesting to me. And that experience is only a fraction of what's happening in this industry. And I think it's really easy to start to get into it and be like, oh, this isn't for me, or I don't understand what this means, or this person's talking about something that just I can't seem to figure out and just bail. And my advice would be push through that and find the things that are interesting to you, find your people. I really believe that they're is a place for many, many different types of people in this industry to do really interesting work and to participate and not just be sort of on the sidelines. So that would be my advice. Podcasts, Twitter, and like push through the feeling of being like, oh, this part of it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, Natasha, Dina, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Thank you for having us on. We'll be back next week with conversations around what's going on in the wild world of Web3 with top players in the crypto ecosystem. You can keep up with us on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite pod platform and subscribe to our companion newsletter, also called Chain Reaction. Links to the newsletter and stories we talked about can be found in our show notes. And be sure to follow us at Chain underscore Reaction on Twitter. Chain Reaction is hosted by myself, Jacqueline Melanick, and produced by Maggie Stamets, with assistance from Yashad Kulkarni and editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, and Henry Picavet manages TechCrunch audio products. Thanks for listening in. See you next time. <laughs>